Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Water Podcast, that one amazing talk for everyone to remember. You know it, where conversation flows, illusions crash, here we go, season two, episode two, today, whenever I get that feeling, spontaneous healing, it's good for me. That's right. Spontaneous healing. What's that mean, though? It doesn't matter. It gets the people going. No, 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 no. It does matter. <laughs> I got to give a shout out to at Philosophical Popsicle. We had our first of what should be many, I hope, IG lives. What will be amazing conversations about health, about healing, about what's good for us, not just physically, but mentally, since there is no demarcation. There used to be the Cartesian idea of duality, mind and body, different. Scientists don't believe that today, whether you're a neuroscientist, a physicist, quantum physicist, endocrinologists, biologists, whatever is <laughs> that does that kind of work, they don't think that no more. And why I gotta give a shout out to her, you know, so we had one of these talks this last week and she asked me a really cool question, I thought she, and I, I wasn't prepared for this, this was just off top. And she asked, uh, what are my five pillars of health? I really liked the question. I was like, ooh, what are my five pillars of health? And after I told my wife about it, you know, it's funny because she brought up uh, certain things. I even talked to a friend too, and they're they're both kind of like, whoa, you know, I, I didn't expect those answers. And they said things that I thought, oh yeah, you know, I could totally see myself saying that, especially with as much as I've been on those elements of health. But what I did say, what just came off top, you know, and, and a lot of times why I say that and why I'm um, reiterating that, I truly believe that what's in our hearts, we have to let out. We have ideas that come to us. We have words that come to our head. Sometimes we don't have the courage to speak them we sometimes get in our way of good ideas because we start to think, what will they think? This, you know, we, we think, what, what's the authoritative answer, right? What have I heard somebody else say, yeah? For this talk, I want you to forget what you know. And really, for your own health, I want you do what you want to do first. Do you, boo-boo. But we don't know everything. And I mean like we as a society, as a culture. I used to believe that in America, everything, you know, it seems, growing up, it seems like everything is kind of known. That's what it felt like. Like, oh, wow, we have all the answers. We're the strongest nation. We're the smartest nation. We're the richest nation, nation the most technological nation all at a period of time 
that humanity has never known, right? So there's that ethnocentricity where, wow, we're all at the center of it. And nothing is not known. And why I believe it's important that you forget what you know because... Should I jump into this right away? Okay. Do it, bro. Conversation flows, right? Let's start the talk with the placebo effect. What is the placebo effect? You got to think about this. The placebo effect. Researchers fucking hate it. Doctors don't want to recognize it. Because it fucks things up. 35% of people in trials may be higher. I think it's at least 35%, 35-40% or something like this. They have to throw out because they fucking placebo themselves. And it pisses them off because they just want to know, does this work or doesn't it work? And it doesn't make sense to the materialistic-minded that we can be told that something is supposed to work It's just a sugar pill. You have no hair. You're being told in this trial, this sugar pill will give you regrowth of hair. And then you regrow hair. How the fuck does that happen? You have a rash. You're given a sugar pill. That rash goes away. How does it happen? Inflammation in the colon or wherever goes away from a sugar pill. So let me give some sources right now. If y'all if anybody wants to lean on something, if you want to go check out some other people in preparation or you want to check me, you want to fact check me. Generation Z. <laughs> you know, I know I know the young, I know the youth. I know the youth. I'm cool. You know, we're always checking. Not we, I mean, I feel young. I'm with you, comrades. Help us get out of this mess. I'm sorry for what my generation is continuing, what the previous generation had started, what has been happening to our earth, to our planet, to our resources, to our sanity. That's not where we're at right now. But Andrew Weil... MD, Harvard trained. Lisa Rankin, MD, author. So it's Andrew Weil, author of Spontaneous Healing. Lisa Rankin, author of Mind Over Medicine. Deepak Chopra, endocrinologist, neuroscientist. Dr. Joe Dispenza, former quantum physicist. He was in this movie, What the Bleep. This movie really, too, for me, about 20 years ago, this started fucking, I don't know, it was 20 years ago. It was probably 17 years ago, 16 years ago, 15 years ago. That book, What the Bleep Do We Know? Well, I was a book, too, but What the Bleep, the movie, that really started a lot of questions for a lot of people in Western society. It started a whole new paradigm shift. These quantum physicists and what they were finding. This man, even for himself, 
the questions that were arisen to him made him go back to school for neuroscience. He now leads people in meditative practices. Get this, because this is what this podcast is about. With one meditation, he's been able to get people to regain hearing. With one meditation, he's been able to get people to overcome rashes, to overcome inflammations of their arteries. He gets people... So a lot of these autoimmune diseases, a lot of chronic illnesses are not best handled. Even the psychosomatic diseases or illnesses that we develop, Western medicine is not great at intervening in these things. They're throwing anti, anti, anti drugs at you when the body has mechanisms of inflammation and anti-inflammation it's true there's there is histamines there are mechanisms of the body that need to happen for homeostasis now i wouldn't recommend anybody taking a hormone i think everybody probably understands we've probably heard people that take steroids and if you associate steroids as being testosterone people that take that kind of hormone or drug or something that's going to boost those levels so that they could lift more gain more muscle the testicles shrink because the testes now are put out of work since you are artificially boosting your own your own hormones You've heard of this, right? Now, this goes for all the hormones. Human growth hormone. People that get on that HGH, you get that, you know, get that big head. <laughs> we all know those. If, if you remember the, uh, you know, the early 2000s, you know, all those baseball players, you know. Moreplatesmoredates.com. This dude is so interesting. Check the, it's not .com. I don't know why I said that. Maybe it is .com. Maybe he has his own website. But he's on YouTube. Oh, man, this guy, Derek, he has his own um, YouTube channel. He has a clinic, though, that he runs. And he does blood work and he does all that. He has, a, he has some supplement companies and all this. But, I mean, he's really big on YouTube. And he does all kinds of videos talking about how he believes people made the body transformation that they made. And I, I recommend this to friends so that they can understand. Clients, you know, people understand the bodies that you see on TV. Yes, they are attainable, but not by the way they're saying it's attainable. They're always saying broccoli, chicken breast, carrots, peas, you know. They work out, they sleep well, you know, they just say these, 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 I don't even know if they say that much actually, but they always say the, 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 you know, chicken breast, broccoli, bullshit, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But really what Derek's trying to do on his, on his channel is educate people that, and he's not even, you know, he, he's not against people taking things, 
but he wants people to know how they work, what they do to your system, how much is too much. It's a trip. It's a, it's a, his channel will blow your mind. I hope you heard that. I said, we'll blow your mind, but I like whispered it. And then like I did the thing with my hands to my head. You know what I mean? You see it. You see it. Okay. The placebo effect. You know, I need a, one other thing too. The spontaneous remission project. If you really, you know, this, go check this shit out. Spontaneous remission project by the Institute of Noetic Studies. 3,500 plus case studies. They probably added to this because I heard this from a talk that was several years old. But these are people who went HIV positive to negative, untreated gunshot wound to the head, high blood pressure reversed, diabetes reversed, stage 4 cancer reversed, not through standard Western medicine. These medical anomalies doctors don't know what to do with. They don't believe their patients if they tell them they ate more herbs or they just happen to use some type of plant treatment or they cut something out of their diet. And as I hear doctors speak about this, they say, or at least the, the, the men and women I've, I've mentioned so far, they point to the fact that even within their own medical practice or medical education there is no such thing as healing they don't get into it they don't recognize how the body does it itself what they do i thought this was great do i have this quote somewhere i don't have this quote somewhere all right we're gonna keep going i have it i don't have it no yes no <laughs> They don't recognize the healing processes that go on inside the body. And there are some. What they do is they, they practice. They practice on you and they practice. They are giving you, and I'm not, you know, we need an integrated medicine system. Of course, Western medicine and standard medicine has amazing interventions that they can do when people have gone through some type of immediate trauma. Infectious diseases, they're pretty good at, at handling. You know, if you cut yourself, right, stitches and, you know, you break a bone, right, these kind of things. Even though, you know, if you heard my, my, how, you know, my injury podcast... If you've heard my Forever Young podcast, there are elements to health that are unknown. That's all I'm going to say. Let me get back to this placebo effect because it's a trip. It's not just that people have positive effects when they believe something is going to be good for them. And quite literally, it's a sugar pill. And it's not just in their mind either. That's, you know, 
people used to think, oh, well, these placebo, you know, they just feel better for whatever reason. If you feel better, that's good. No, physiologically, bronchi, dilating, bald, baldness, gaining hair, less inflammation and plaque in the arteries. It literally happens. The crazy thing is there's also the nocebo effect, the opposite. So you come in for a clinical trial. You're the sugar pill group. They tell you, hey, baldy. No, they don't say that. (laughs) This can increase your hair growth. But there are side effects. You may have itchy skin. You may develop irritable bowel syndrome. You may, whatever it is. And people manifest those side effects. Sometimes the people don't heal, but they manifest the side effects. It's crazy, right? In cultures of voodoo, the witch doctor can tell people they will die on this day. And those people will die on that day. And you may think voodoo, whatever, whatever, Matt, what are you getting into that for? Well, this tripped me out. In Western culture, the doctor tells you, you have cancer, you have three months to live. There have been people that have died three months later. And then upon autopsy, there was no cancer. What? Yeah, I know. What's going wrong? <laughs> That's not this podcast. This podcast is ooh, spontaneous healing. Whenever that fear starts starting, my immunity is leaving me. If you knew what I knew. Okay, we're going to (laughs) stop. Get Weird Al on the phone right now, though, because I got got hits, baby. (laughs) Seriously, though, that shit's a trip. And I want, with this podcast, to expand your mind. I want you to get thinking outside the box. I want us to take to take our health back. Uh, take the power back, baby. Rage against the machine. What up? Seriously, though. Because, so this woman, Lisa Rankin, in her Mind Over Medicine book, her editor... Was I thought this was I thought this was crazy. Her editor was so thankful that she wrote this book because she she said to her her herself she was like oh my god I thought my health was none of my business I thought my body was like a vehicle like a car if it breaks down I take it to the doctor they fix it up and they give it back to me. What she was tripping off of is how the mind and how the beliefs that we carry 
influence the diagnoses that we get and whether or not we heal from that sickness. This is a trip. She asked this crazy question to her. So she, her, her deal, this woman, Lisa Rankin, her, her shit, this shit, this shit is crazy. She's a doctor. Father is a doctor. Grew up in a doctor household. Went to Marin here in the Bay Area. Started practice. Had clients that were doing everything right. Marin's a wealthy place. Her clients, 20, 30 supplements, all the vitamins they needed, organic foods, exercising, doing yoga, getting outside, eating well. And yet they were coming in and they had a laundry list of ailments affecting them. And she was like, what the fuck? Like, these people are doing everything right physically. Why is it that they're coming in with these illnesses? So the standard things that she would tell people and the treatments she would give people weren't helping. And she couldn't understand why these things weren't helping these people with what they had going on. Then she started to ask some interesting questions to her clients. She said, if your health condition had a message to teach you, what is it here to teach you? What does your body need in order to heal? Whoa. Whoa. Right? Like those are some, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't go to the doctor. Health is in my hands. So I don't, you know, I, and I, I, that's a trip for when I remember doctors don't ask that. They don't do that. So that's a trip. She would ask those people that and guess what they told her. She thought they were going to tell her things like, oh, uh, you know, I need to switch from this antispasmodic to this other treatment I heard, or maybe I don't need these anti-inflammatories, or I don't need, whatever the fuck. She thought they were going to say something about the treatment they were on. The answer she got, I need to leave my abusive spouse. I need to leave my soul-sucking job. I got to get my kid into rehab. I need to deal with my aging parent and get my mom out of the house. I need to write my novel. Not the answer she was expecting. And then get this. When she put it back to them, because this was deep in these people's hearts. This was in their psyche. When she put it back to them, well... Why don't you do that then if that was what you need to heal? These people would laugh. I could never leave my spouse. I could never leave my job. My, my child doesn't listen to me. I'm too afraid to do that. That's crazy. I could never tell my parent to leave. 
So what was happening was that there was something inside of these people that was being blocked. There were gifts, there were goals, there were dreams, there were ambitions. There were fears that they knew. There were triggers, there were stressors that they knew they had. Yet they didn't have the courage to face them. But she said some of them were brave enough to do so. And those people, is why she wrote the book, and those people healed. How is that possible? What's happening? <laughs> Don't worry. I got you, fam. I like that. You know, a lot of times now I use, if you know me, I use GIFs. I feel so good. Nobody uses gifts. I don't, under, you know, I just got on social media. I had a, it's been now what? Where are we? What day is it? What month is it? What year is this? Nobody's answering me. Oh, I'm by myself. That's why. Okay. So it's been almost, uh, what, a year and a half? Nah, it's been longer than that. Almost two years I've had a smartphone. And I think it was about a year and a half ago, though. You know, I used to think, so my wife, she would send me these gifts. And I thought she was a genius. I was like, oh, my God. I would laugh every time. I was like, how, what are these? I, was, I thought she made them. <laughs> I didn't know it was like a little thing on the phone. And I wonder, I, all I'm wondering is if people, <laughs> I know this isn't about spontaneous healing. But at some point, everybody was excited about these, right? Like, like I feel like a, I'm just like the kid. I'm like, oh my gosh! Like, I, I'll be, anyways, my mind thinks of gifts, and that's okay. Conversation flows, illusions crash. Here we go, crashing through illusions again. Bam, let's do it. So, why would that happen? What the, what, what's going on? You want to know? Stress is what's going wrong stress is a real thing like apparently apparently we have 60 stressors a day literal events and that's like on average and you know what actually i need to go back back go back go back 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 go back 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 because I mentioned five pillars of health and I didn't tell you them and what they were yoga greens gardening laughter relationships I believe it's not all and what you're seeing and hearing from me about what these other people are saying is it's not all physical. It's not all just run, sleep, eat salad. You know, it's not just, we're not, we're not just this crazy machine. We are a crazy machine though. Okay, all right, stop, stop, let me talk. Okay, but you are, okay, stop. Ah. <laughs> uh, we are mind and matter. We are a being where both are equally important to 
our health, our wholeness, our well-being, health, whole, healing, holy. All of these are from the same word root. Healing, whole, health, holy. Think about that. They all come from the same word. All the same root word. If you don't have a dictionary with etymological terms and where they come from, you are missing out on a joy in life. Straight facts. It is pleasurable to know where words came from. It, it's cool. Should I go off topic real quick? Please. You usually do. Okay, real quick. This is a trip. Loaf. Lord. Lady. Those words all came from the same word root. So loaf was like cliff. I know these are like old English words. Just bear with me for a few minutes. This is interesting. It's just kind of, it's just, it's just a long minute. Okay. Just bear with me. Cliff was a loaf. The cliffer was the manager of the loaf. This ended up becoming Lord. And then the flesh, and I, maybe I'm a little wrong, but again, if you got one of these etymological dictionaries with the terms, go look it up. You'll see. They all came from, and the lady, she was the, she was the maker of the loaf. So when we say lady, it comes back, it goes back to Old English for the maker of the loaf. And when we say the Lord, that was the man in charge of the loaf. All comes from loaf. Isn't that trip? Isn't that a trip? Words. The more you know. Remember that? Isn't that a thing? Anyways. Stress. What is stress doing to us? You know, stress literally, chronic stress literally changes the shape of your brain. Decreases in size with more stress. There are neural connections that are cleaved and lost. Everything is neural too. It's all neural, baby. I've been listening to the Huberman Lab podcast for a few months now. I've been really, really, really absorbing it and I've restarted them all from the I've listened to them and I'm restarting and actually noting so that now I could better give you the cliff notes on what's going on but it's a trip how stress affects our brain and how it's affecting these neural connections because everything we do is neural connections. Like it's, it's neurons that I'm not, I, I didn't, I wasn't really prepared to get into neurons. Just know it's all neural. It's crazy. I know. I, I didn't, I know. I know. Bear with me. Bear with me. Stress is a killer. You haven't seen that YouTube video I got? Stress today. 
Psycho Killer. Mm -mm 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 -mm. And I'm not saying, you know, it's funny. We think to ourselves maybe when we, you know, I get it. Sometimes we're going to hear things and it scares us. And we don't know how to deal, deal with fear necessarily. You know, I miss those shirts when I was young. Back in my day, we had shirts and it said, no fear. <laughs> I love those shirts. I had a bunch of them. I don't know what happened to them. I probably outgrew them. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about 25 years ago, 25 years plus. Ah, a long time ago. But that was a cool concept. I like it better than uh, the propaganda and obey that I see today. But anyways, no fear. Fear fucks with us. You know how fear fucks with you? Your amygdala is your fear center. It's in the brain. It's next to the hypothalamus. As you stress out, that fear fucks with, talks to your hypothalamus. Activates this thing called the HPA, the hypothalamus pituitary axis. What's that? The hypothalamus, part in the brain, now talks to the part of the brain, the pituitary gland. Glands secrete hormones. So now, I believe it's uh, adrenocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisocortisoc
I'm looking for that 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 raise and ah, uh, will I get that raise now? Did I say too much? Did I not say enough? Ah, uh, fucking Joe, he's always on it. What is he gonna think? Oh my gosh, I got emails again. I gotta get these emails. I gotta get these emails. Ah, uh, I fucking burned the god. You see what I'm getting at? Do you understand these responses? They seem normal, right? Little mundane things that happen throughout the day, right? Stressors. We all have them. But every time one of these little guys happens, you know why? You've heard of visualization. You've heard that this is, you know, if you're, if you're tied into the sports world, you know visualization is a strong tool for athletes that win. They don't just visualize themselves winning. They visualize themselves going through the motions that would allow them to win. They visualize themselves in the arena. They visualize themselves in the presence of fear and overcoming that. They've taken Olympic athletes. They've broken them into groups. One group works on the skill. Let's say it's free throws. The other group sits and literally just visualizes going through free throws. They equally gain. Okay, I've heard, I've heard now different data, and I'll just be honest, but at first when I heard this data, it was equal. I have this book, The Mental Edge. But now I've heard Huberman also say it's not as strong as physical practice but it's effective and it does make people gains and i think probably where the disconnect is also it depends how well you visualize because you got to go through you got to sit and really imagine because the thing is here's the thing why don't you go ahead and think of your greatest fear go ahead Think of the moments, the moment where you were the most afraid. Or, as I say that, think about whatever's scaring you right now. Do you feel any different physically? When you're thinking about that thing that you keep trying to bury, the thing that you drink to forget about, it's real. Our minds have effects on our body. So this stress, this fear, this HPA that I'm talking about, it's designed to get you in action. But today, these stressors, we're not fighting them. They're not tigers and lions. It's not something to physically attack, nor is it something to run from. This is why also exercise is so powerful in today's society, physical exercise, because that's the way stress physiologically is relieved. Those markers of stress that I spoke of, cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine, adrenaline, they are elevated in your blood until you get that physical activity 
because that is how we evolved over century over millennia we got stressed out and we fucking ran or fought because we weren't we didn't create a society we've been creating it but we didn't always have societies that had imaginary stressors and you know I was, you know another always almost every podcast i got to shout out kpfa right kpfa.org you can get amazing knowledge at your fingertips letters and politics he's on youtube now against the grain democracy now every sunrise the herbal highway about health Dennis J. Bernstein, Flashpoints, Hard Knock Radio. These are great shows, and you're going to learn from any one of them, and they are all archived on kpfa.org. But we... Now I forgot where I was. (laughs) But conversation flows, so we're just going to keep on ticking. I'm not pausing because I'm using new podcast equipment and I'm afraid, but not like afraid. Like I just said, (laughs) you hear me laughing. Now that's a good way. You know, when things come and they stress you, here's a, you know, you know what the, you know what the, the answer is. It's letting go. It's changing your programmed mind, your subconscious mind. Bruce Lipton talks about this a lot. The subconscious is where 95% of our activities, our actions, our behavior is coming from as adults. You get that? 95, you do, let's say you do all, so you do, let's see, all right, my math's not, okay, we're just going to go with 100. I know you do more than 100 things. And obviously, if you did 100 things, that means 95 of the things you do are unconscious. A program is just running it. From your past, Bruce Lipton, Joe, Joe Dispenza, check this out. Subconscious mind. You can watch men smarter than me speak about this. Or listen to me because it's fun. Because I make up little jingles like spontaneous healing. It's good for me. Oh, oh. <laughs> Seriously, though. Uh, 95% of our actions are coming from the subconscious and that subconscious is developed in those first seven years of life. In the first seven years of life, we are in a brain state. So our brains put out waves. You could, you could literally measure them like outside of your body. We have brain waves that our hearts have receptors for. Now, these brain waves, they come in alpha, delta, theta, beta, I believe. Theta is the brain wave that until seven we are in. Nature designed us to download 
all the behavior to observe and download what we were observing from our parents, from our neighbors, from our community. As we're watching how people interact, those when we become conscious at seven, as our brain waves start turning over, now we have something to react out of. Now we have we 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 understand to some extent how people in our community how our parents are acting you have children have you not seen how your children have picked up your bad habits they picked up your good habits but have you not noticed you you know it's not like you if you have bad habits they're going to pick that up because they're just observing it you're doing it they want to be like you this is also that theta wave is also why they are so gullible up until a certain age. And you could, you know, you could tell them certain things because they're believing it all. This wave state is what hypnotists get people into and makes them susceptible to now doing things that they wouldn't usually do or believing things that they wouldn't usually believe. That's how hypnotism works. The hypnotist knows a way to put, not everybody, because hypnotism doesn't work on everybody, but if you allow yourself to let go, you can be put into a theta brainwave. You know why people listen to those powerful affirmations before bed? You ever heard of those things about people, you know, you put this on and you listen to, you know, I will be great, I will be successful, blah, whatever the fuck it is, right? Because before we hit sleeping, our brains go through theta waves. So we are susceptible, we are moldable. Because the other brainwave state that we're in is alpha, I think, usually. Or whatever it is that we're in as adults... We, in our conscious minds, the creative mind, we're only acting out of that like 5% of the time. Think about walking. How often has anybody thought to walk? You learned it before you were two and you never had to learn it ever again. Your brain wants to make things habitual for you. It doesn't know though and this is what I talked about in these, the first podcast I did too, the practice podcast. It doesn't know though what's good for you and what's not good for you. If you've been doing it and if you've been thinking it, it just wants to make it easier for you. So stress for some of us is literally a hardwired response that is hard to break because we feel it so well. We know it's, you know, this is kind of deep. But, you know, think about people that have been abused. You know, you, we know that trope of like that, that girl who maybe has turned to prostitution and she had daddy issues, right? That's like this trope, right? Like, you know, and it's a real thing, right? They were sexually abused by certain people and they engage sometimes now as adults actually throughout their life because that was what they saw as normal and their brains, even though it's bad for them, their brains are familiar with it. 
if you learn something and you became familiar with it in your brains, your physiologically just feels at ease with it. We've known people that enter abusive relationship after abusive relationship. How is it that this girl, how is it that this guy always gets with this type of person? Because literally it's somewhat comfortable to their brain. So the trick to develop new behaviors, to get out of that programmed mind, yeah, hypnotism is a real thing that can work. Another way is being uncomfortable and being persistent with the new behavior that you want over and over and over again until your body and your brain make it habitual. It's gonna take work and it's not going to be easy. It's gonna be uncomfortable. You're gonna feel uncomfortable. That uncomfortable feeling is where you need to grow. It's telling you, hey, I don't, I don't like this. And it doesn't like it because it's new. New skills as adults, new habits as adults are hard to pick up. The brain has to dedicate a lot of real estate to learning new behaviors. Neurons need to make new connections. That requires energy and space. Let's say you're trying to learn something. Let's say you're doing something. You're, you're picking up a, an art. You're picking up uh, a sport. You're picking up uh, language. Now, you can't, you know, the, this, going, this is going to the Huberman Lab podcast. You can't just, you can't just learn it. Like, you can't, it's not just about reading whatever it is that you're trying to do and doing. Because that doesn't solidify that new behavior in your brain. It's sleeping well that solidifies what, like, learn, like, when you do something, like, let's say you learned an arm bar. It's not learning the arm bar and doing it in that moment that made the new neural connections. It is actually, whoops, <laughs> it's actually sleeping because in sleep, the brain goes through four different stages and in those stages in one of those stages it's literally taking what you learn and it's going forwards through it reverse through it it's going through the pattern that it learned it's going backwards and it's going through all kinds of random ways in which you learned that movement it's playing with it in the mind electrically we're all electrical signals every one of your feelings Everything we feel in this world are electrical signals being converted in our brain. Touch, hearing, sight, all of it. Anyways, in sleep, it is solidifying those neural connections. And that's when learning happens. So that the next day, you know what's up. Sleep is super important. Especially also to this, you know, again, I know, I knew this was going to be a long, a long podcast and I'm always capping these things at around an hour. So it's going to be, it's going to be, we're going to have to get into this more. You're going to have to come back. You're going to have to bring it back, bring it back, bring it back now. 
Isn't that a song? What song was that? I don't know. Because <laughs> there is so much to the, to the elements of health, the foundations of health that make us healthy. There's so much to know too. You know, these medical anomalies, these people that healed, these are the people that we should be looking into the most. Like how the hell, what the, what the, what the F? This woman, Chris Carr, go look her up. She has books called, and if I missed her, her first name, I'm pretty sure it's Chris Carr. Crazy Sexy Diet, Crazy Sexy Cancer, Crazy Sexy Sickness, I think. Crazy Sexy Diet and Crazy Sexy Cancer. Chris Carr, you look this woman up. She had 20 years ago, they told her about this cancer she had. This, this rare cancer and it's never going to be healed. You're never going to be better. She didn't believe it. She went and did her own research. She settled things in her life. We have emotional baggage. All of us have some type of emotional baggage that needs to be unpacked. That's what I'm kind of trying to bring to light in this podcast today. I'm not, I'm, I'm in, in certain ways. Yes, I've given you elements and how physiologically stress is fucking you up how if we don't if we don't really you know and this is why i love stoicism and my and the the buddhist quotes so much because there's this idea that the answer is with you and the central theme of letting go is so important nobody's ever going to be 100 percent the way you want them to be spouse children family, friends, nobody. Yet, how often are we stubbing our toes? Are we banging our head against the wall because we're stressing ourselves out because of other people's responses to us? When the answer is, change your own response. I understand it's not easy. I'm not saying that. Physiologically, it's not going to be easy. When these things happen, when your stressors come to you, here is a tip. Listen to this straight, straight up. As they happen, don't go, woe is me. Oh my God. Don't trip. Take a deep breath. Look at them as challenges to be overcome. Because then you're going to look for the solution. You're going to recognize that the response that I'm having is unhealthy. I don't want that. I want, I want to heal. I don't want to carry this energy with me. How do I beat this? Now your brain will start lighting up anew with solutions and will see it differently than when you go fucking God, dude, this motherfucker. You know it. You know it sometimes when you're angry. You know it when you're stressed. It may be that you have been developing this brain-body connection for so long that it doesn't even feel like you can't think that way anymore, that you couldn't respond that way. And I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to recognize that that is the key, that that, the body has amazing abilities to repair we need to get out of our own way that's what i'm i'm trying to bring to light that's what i'm 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 wanting you to ask yourself 
these questions. I'm wanting you to, I hope, I hope I can convey to you, I care for any, anybody who's taking the time to listen to this. You know, this one especially, you know, I, I took a lot, I put a lot into to, to, to researching my old notebooks, watching people in my healthy living, in my human body, uh, playlists that I've developed over a long time. I've, I'm looking at these things so because as we get older, that's what, you know, th- at some point, the body can't take it anymore. Here's a trip. As I've researched herbal remedies, as I've researched minerals, vitamins, amino acids, literally the things that are just in food, it's a trip how often you come across the word anti-cancerous, anti-tumor, how often literal compounds, plant compounds, compounds in food, edible compounds, that they have anti-cancerous properties, that they have properties that, and I, I think to myself, whoa, that's a trip. And I've heard doctors say this too. Everybody at some, everybody, all of us, you, me, we all have cancer cells in our body attempting to proliferate. The thing is, they don't get it takes a while for them to get to that malignant point. You've heard of people that go in, right? And something's benign, right? You've heard of people that go in, right? And you got that little mole and they're, they want to check it. They want to make sure, right? What I'm getting at is don't wait until you have those symptoms, until it's hard. Don't wait. Don't wait to take care of your health. Don't wait to take care of your mental health. Because your physical health is a reflection of that. There is no dis there is no disconnect. We're gonna be going over this. Not 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 one, not two, not three times, not four times, not <laughs> LeBron James. LeBron James. You remember that? I really thought with the heat he was gonna win a shit ton too. I believed him, you know, when he did that. Sorry. Steph Curry, Splash Brothers, greatest dynasty in NBA history. Sorry. These guys. <laughs> I'm a little biased, could you tell? But really, we're not gonna we're gonna talk about this over and over again. Because another thing, what I just tell you, how does the brain how does how do we change? Repetition. We gotta heal. We gotta hear things over and over and over again. I've had a playlist for probably five, seven, eight years, maybe a decade now. I don't know. You know, my playlist. You are amazing. I've been. You hear it sometimes if you watch my story. Sometimes in, in the sunrise when you see those those videos that are telling you to follow your dreams, telling you to follow your path, telling you that you might be the one. I had low self-esteem growing up. I did not believe in myself. I always gave effort, but when it came to competing, and this is why, this is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. No, you know, that song was that song. Mumps, what's he called? <laughs> Anyways, no, for real though. This is why I believe so strongly in my future. I know that I 
can fight with men in combat, hand to hand, shin to shin. We're going to get it on. Let's get it on. I know because of how I take care of myself, not physically, but it's because of the mental demons I've had to overcome and now how my physical body has reflected that clarity. There's a connection. I know it sounds weird. I was there at some point. I was there. I was not, I, my, I didn't think like this before. I didn't. I've done research because I also didn't believe that what they were telling me was what I had to do to be healthy. I knew that there was possibly more. I thought to myself, people live to be, you know, I read books and a lot of these books of people, you know, they're, they're, they're a thousand years old and these people live to be 96, 97, 100 years old. And, you know, you think to yourself, how is that possible? How could these people in the past have lived so long, right? Without all of the amazing medical technologies, amazing interventions that we have today, right? And that's what strengthened my own belief in, in researching herbal medicines, herbal tinctures, plant compounds, real food. Check out the YouTube videos. Listen to some of these past podcasts. Follow really, you know, really take the time to look at the uh, the posts I'm putting. I know, I know. Here's the thing: a friend told me this once about yoga because I would tell him, you know, yeah, you know, he'd go, oh my gosh, you know, you know, it was a friend that I trained with, and you know, uh, people are often remarking to me, training partners of mine, always, you know, about how 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 good a shape I'm in. What is it that I'm doing? You know, and I always tell people yoga and I've always gotten this. I, I've known it for 17 years now. I'd get that roll of the eyes like, yeah, okay, yoga. Today, the youth aren't like that. The 20-year-olds I come across training, they know that like to some extent, yeah, yoga is good for them. But I had a friend tell me, you know what? Because I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I was lamenting that how much time it took me. Because every day, every day before I train, at the minimum, I'm getting 30 minutes, but I'm typically getting 45 minutes to an hour of yoga. I don't train if I don't. But my friend said, yeah, yoga takes time, but it gives you time. Yeah, my posts may be really long. It may take you a minute or two, four, five. I don't know how long it takes you to read. It might take a few minutes, but I'm telling you that knowledge is powerful. I'm telling you, if you're uncomfortable by it, that means there's something to grow inside of you. There's a change to be made. Brothers and sisters, seriously, I'm looking out for your health. I've looked out for mine and my families, me and my wife. You know, we're, we're taking care, we're doing what we can. Of course, we're all gonna make mistakes. Be gentle with yourself. Remember my five pillars. Laughter, seriously, just to be well, to be whole. Laughter is important at yourself, at your mistakes, at the things that you are stressing over. It's not such a big deal. It's not worth getting sick over. Just think of that. The fear, the stress, it can literally harm you. It literally 
over time, if it's chronic, literally fucks with your brain, decreases the size of your brain. That should fucking trip everybody out. Chronic stress. We don't need it. We don't want it. We don't need no chronic stress. You know, that's what I'm going to leave you all with. All right. We're still going to have first female guest coming up on the on the on the podcast. I need to figure out how to do these things remotely, how to get people talking with, you know, we're going to have we're going to have the professional boxer who overcome who overcame cancer, his story. He's still going to fight too. We're going to get the Guamanian back. Anybody else if you think you have something that can contribute to these conversations where we're flowing, where we're crashing through illusions, at the water podcast hit me up if you have a topic you want me to delve deeper into hit me up let me know i'm open to it everybody like i say on the youtube videos honestly be love everybody be loved peace <laughs>